I'm Els, your host, and this is The Happiness Incentive. The Happiness Incentive is all about self-discovery, personal empowerment, and creation of new eras. It is knowing that true happiness is about highs and lows, great honesty, and real vulnerability. And so we're starting here. Time to tell your story and add a voice that needs to be heard. The mission? To lift, engage, and inspire both ourselves and others. So here goes. Welcome to The Happiness Incentive. So here goes, this is not ever going to be the easiest episode to record and potentially it's not going to be the easiest episode to listen to. So um, I always said with the happiness incentive that this would be um, a mission to um, engage, uh, lift and inspire And I will always try to do that. Um, But part of this podcast and part of why I've started um, to talk about this stuff is to be honest and to express what really goes on uh, in a life that uh, is one that is searching for happiness and searching for meaning. And when I started looking into happiness, one of the really interesting things was the research that has been done around the lows as well as the highs and that actually happiness is not about um being in a place where you are permanently in a positive and energetic and inspiring and uplifting place and quite often is about real challenges and real depths and real lows I guess and I suppose as this journey expands and and I I understand more and, and and you as listeners understand more from the people I speak with um I guess because then you can better understand the highs and the happiness that comes um, from the contrast of those moments and those times that are really bleak and really dark. So um, today is is a really uh, significant day for me. Um, a year ago to the day, uh, I got married um, to my husband, Miles, my ex-husband, as I shall I guess always now have to think of him. Um, and we are no longer married. Um, we're separated. And um, this public space is never going to be a space where I feel comfortable talking about the why. And it, and it wouldn't be fair as to, um, I, 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 I suppose, sort of giving an explanation as to why that relationship broke down. But um we are where we are and um I now find myself um on my first wedding anniversary uh, very much not um back in our marital home very much um not in that relationship anymore um and instead in the process of creating a very new life for for myself um in a different county um away from my family um and certainly those things were, were definitely things that I chose. Um, and so I take full responsibility for that. And um, where I now find myself is is in a very different place. And um, it's been an incredibly tough couple of months. It's, it's not been easy. And I began to realise that we were going to come around to that time of year that was really significant. And obviously um, September for me is or was supposed to be 
um, a really, a really like positive and happy time of the year. And um, I started thinking about, well, you know, that still needs to be the case, uh, despite um, it being a very different place from from what I thought it was going to be. September for me is the start of autumn and it's the start of um, a different season. Um, for those of you that know me well know that I, I work very much in seasons of, of time and years and um, I needed to find a way of this being um, a really a really positive space despite it not being what I was expecting it to be. Even though um, this morning was incredibly challenging, you know, waking up on a on a morning and realizing that this time a year ago you were about to meet your family and um get into your wedding dress and walk down the aisle to somebody that you loved um and you know thinking back over what that day was like has been really tough today you know as the clock ticks round you start to think you know this is what we were doing a year ago and oh, it's now 12 o'clock and we were doing this. And um, that's been really difficult, but I've had in my head all day that um, I always promised that today would be the day that in this new era, I, I start my podcast. And so I don't know whether, I think this will air. I definitely think that this will go live at some point. I don't know whether it will be my first episode when it comes out because I feel like... Probably it would be nice to have people be a little more uh, experience this and experience a really upbeat um, podcast as the first one. But you know what? This is this is me, and this is this is very genuine. And as you, I think you can probably tell, it's very raw and and me being very vulnerable. And part of the happiness incentive is is me being authentic and and who I am and and telling you how it is. So I guess I need to sort of unpick where I'm at and why why I've tried to um talk about new eras and new beginnings because endings are so incredibly important to things but sometimes it's only in looking forward that you can make sense of the past and actually sometimes you can't make sense of the past and and you just have to you have to look forward and that's that's all you can do is put one foot in front of the other and I realized a good few months ago now it's not just been the marriage it's been me as a person I work and have worked for the last couple of years as a business coach and I I qualified whilst working full-time as a coach and much as I knew the coaching was correct there was always something that didn't quite sit right with me when it comes to business coaching so in the midst of like realizing that my marriage was was breaking down the other thing I realized really strongly was I needed to change as a a person and there have been some really significant things that have happened over the last few months which I wanted to share because I guess I heard something yesterday that said you know the universe works in mysterious ways and and these things start as a whisper and then they become a shout in your ear and then you can't ignore them anymore And, and then it's almost like somebody hits you in the face with a like I think the expression she used was like a wet fish or a wet kipper and so you can't ignore it anymore and for me there were lots of there were lots of signs that things were not right and I needed to reassess the whole of me not just one area of my life and so the last probably 12 months has been me 
starting to unpick what that looks like and me moving towards something and for the first time ever you know I've always been somebody that has such a clear vision as to where I'm going such a clear path has a map you know has like a five-year plan a 10-year plan a blooming 15-year plan and actually what the last 12 months has taught me is that like actually that doesn't work sometimes there's still times when that's going to be good and strategy is amazing and creating a business plan is incredibly important and all of that stuff works but if you're not listening to your instincts and if you're not listening to your intuition and if you're not really listening to the you know the advice that your body is giving you mine was giving me some really clear indicators that things were not right and I chose for such a long time to just not listen to those things and um so I started to unpick where I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do in the world and start to sort of shed those expectations I think one of the biggest lessons I found is that if you're not careful you can start living in an existence which is an existence of expectations certainly my backgrounds I've been incredibly privileged and I've had an amazing upbringing and I've had very loving parents and you know I went to boarding school and I was a music scholar and you know I've there've been some really tough periods in my life but like ultimately when you look at what other people live under and the the restrictions that some people have I've been incredibly lucky and very very privileged in in my upbringing and I am one of the generation of women now that has choices and I have felt for a very long time that there is a responsibility amongst those of us that have these choices and this power and this freedom to do something really purposeful with our lives and I think the last year has been a combination of realizing what a responsibility that is and feeling very frustrated that I wasn't able to find where I sat within that and how I could help and how I could channel you know positivity out there into the world I talk about it and I'm sure you'll hear me talk about it a lot but you know I was always bemoaning the fact that there was no positive news channel that actually I stopped listening to the news and the media a while ago because I just found them to be very negative very draining um, a propaganda of sorts and so I chose to um, and I don't judge anyone that does listen to them or still watch the news or read newspapers you know that's your prerogative but for me I chose a while ago to to try and come inward and think about what I wanted to do with the world and and I just assumed that that would be a really natural journey that would just be you know me coming up with another action plan and me coming up with a vision and a purpose and And then suddenly realized that, oh my God, the foundations on which I had built my entire being were not solid, were not right. And I began to realize that actually it's not until you go to rock bottom and you realize how low you can get. You, in my experience, the reason that that had to happen for me was that I could build solid foundations from the ground up. And it wasn't until I was literally on my knees thinking, oh my goodness, it's not just my marriage that needs to change, but it's everything. It's the way I've looked at my finances. It's where I'm living. It's how I'm living. It's who I'm living with. It's, you know, what I want to do in the world. It's like how I've laid my life out. Nothing is right you know, I, I I had a lot of very positive things in my life, a huge amount, but the foundations on which I'd built everything and the expectations that I'd set myself and I felt had been set for me 
were not right. And so I began to realize I needed to unpick everything. And, you know, there's people I know that look at me now and think, my goodness, it's really extreme. She's, she's literally completely flipped her entire world upside down. And, you know, don't get me wrong, that's been an incredibly scary place to be. And there's time when I just think, you know, what am I doing? What am I doing to my to my parents? What am I doing to my friends? Um, you know, wh- why have why have I chosen to do this right now? But I think for me, it's been a significant time in my life. I'm 35 in 10 days time. That for me has been has been huge. And I knew that this year would be a difficult one for me before I knew anything was going to go wrong to the extent it has done with with certain areas of my life well I guess not wrong just just differently from what I was expecting and so 35 seems like a place where you regroup and when I look back over the last few months there have been a lot of significant moments but one of them was the Elizabeth Gilbert workshop I went to in London and I I got back from that day and I've got my diary in front of me here because I just wanted to read you a couple of things from it. But I wrote in there, so it was Sunday the 20th of May and I wrote down after that day, the day after I met Liz Gilbert and the first day of the rest of my life onwards. I just knew that that meeting was incredibly significant. So for those of you I haven't shared this with, um, I headed up to London to be with two very good friends. Uh, I had met one of them um, coaching, and she now lives in Paris. And she then introduced me to another really good friend of hers who I'd never met before, who's based in London and is originally from Italy. And um, they invited me to this Elizabeth Gilbert workshop. So for those of you that don't know Elizabeth Gilbert, she's written, she's, a, she's an amazing international best-selling author, and she's written... Um, Eat, Pray, Love, and also Big Magic, amongst other books. But those two were the, the books that really stood out for me. And we headed up to this uh, workshop. It was a creative writing workshop. And I just felt like I needed to be there. You know, I didn't have a particular, um, like, agenda. I was very un- unusual for me in a way. Um, but I just knew I needed to be there. And I remember, like, traveling up on the train to London that day and and um, actually kind of chatting to a friend on the way, like, via text. And He'd been hugely instrumental in me looking at my coaching business and realizing that actually I needed to really transition my coaching business. And we'd had various like hilarious conversations where he'd said to me, well, Els, of course you have a business plan. Like, let me take a look at the business plan. And I'd said to him, no, I don't have a business plan. And he just like looked at me like both in horror and just amusement that I'd been running this business with like no business plan for the last two years. And then wondering why I was so frustrated and wondering why things weren't working as they should and and I remember him, like, we, we sat um, in a wine bar and, and I had a massive glass of white wine in front of me. And he was like, oh, my God, OK, we need to unpick this and bless him. He'd been incredibly helpful. He was probably the first person that had looked me in the eye when it comes to my coaching business and actually wanted to hear what I was trying to achieve. And I remember saying to him, like, you know, I have this vision of, like, being able to help women all over the world. And at the time, it was it was very much women. I've I've got a very different perspective on 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 niching now in business and like being specific to your audience now. And I'll, I'll talk about that in a in a different episode. But 
um you know I remember saying to him you know I just I, like I'm gonna I, I need to help these people I know I can make a difference and I want to earn money so that I can um you know to do, like benefit more people and create like a ripple in the universe and he was like whoa he's like you talk as if like you are at the bottom of a pile of a million women and it's just you and you're like somehow holding them by yourself in your hands like a million of them and he's like you've got to just take this step by step but it was one of those really significant moments because apart from anything else that conversation I had with that friend I'd never been able to have that conversation with Miles I'd never ever been able to go into the depths I was able to go into with that person so this was this was I guess another seminal moment it was a couple of days before the Liz Gilbert workshop and um, I just had this conversation with a friend and, and he made me realize that I have a gift and I'm able to help people, but actually the way I was choosing to run my business, something wasn't, wasn't fitting. And so in the midst of like this trip up to London, you know, I'd also had this huge breakthrough a couple of days before on my business and realized that actually, you know, my biggest fear was moving from like business coaching to life coaching. Goodness knows why. But I think a part of it was just that again, an expectation that actually, you know, business coaches are well-respected and somehow life coaches are not so well-respected. A lot of this is in my head. So I was, like, on the train up to London and I was, like, texting this friend back and saying, you know, like, talking about, you know, what type of coaching I was going to move towards and saying, actually, I think, you know, it's life leadership. It feels really significant. So I'd had this great journey up to London on my way to a creative workshop and feeling really inspired because, actually, you know, like, creativity was flowing again and I was, I was like, I just felt good and I felt like this day was a significant day so got up to London sat in this amazing like lecture theatre kind of theatre place and didn't realise what I was walking into like there were a thousand people in the audience a thousand people and Liz Gilbert if you ever get the chance to hear her is just a phenomenal speaker she's a phenomenal speaker anyway but live the energy that she was able to give to the room. She's in a period of intense mourning and grief. She lost her wife um, not very long ago to a a really difficult battle with cancer. And she had us simultaneously in like absolute hysterical laughter. She's just such a character on stage. And also tears and applause and, you know, um, just, just that experience that day was incredible and the feeling of like a thousand people really connected was so so powerful and as part of that day I don't want to give away too much of what we did because you really should go and experience this for yourself but we wrote letters to different parts of ourselves and one of the letters we wrote was to fear and one was to enchantment one was to permission one was to persistence And then the last one was from trust um, or about trust. So to fear from grace. And the most significant letter within this, I mean, fear was was pretty interesting. You know, we wrote down our biggest fears and, and actually, you know, they boil down to very simple things. You know, six minutes we were given to write that letter and, and actually... It, we make life more complicated than it needs to be. It was that was quite life, you know, illuminating. But the letter that that mattered the most to me and that was the most significant and my life will never be the same after this point was persistence. 
And the way that Liz describes persistence is that it's that that character or that strength that has got you through some really difficult stuff in your life. And so we wrote this letter and the plan was that we were to share it with a neighbour and the neighbour was someone that we'd never uh, spoken to before. She'd swapped us all around and so we were sitting next to a complete stranger and she just said, I want you to read out this letter uh, to your neighbour and if your neighbour feels like this is something that needs to be told to the room, I'm going to ask them to put their hand up and I'll come across and, and you can share. And so I wrote down, and I think I was in a I was in a place where I was like, do you know what? I don't know anyone. I knew Anna and and I knew friends around, and they were they were the other end of the row. But I was like, you know, I'm sitting next to a complete stranger. You know, what could possibly go wrong? Why wouldn't I share? Like, I'm just going to actually drop my guard. I think I think this was a, a theme of those months was drop my guard and just write what I need to write. And so I did. I wrote some of the really, really tough stuff that has happened to me from when I was little to, you know, school to university to um, the last few years to this year, and I wrote it all down. And I remember turning to my neighbour and and reading her this. And um, to me, this was, you know, stuff that I'd not even thought about properly or let alone written down and definitely not said out loud you know this was some really raw stuff and but I thought you know why not I'm here that was the space I was in I felt very comfortable to do so I was deeply terrified with some of the stuff that I shared it was all the truth but it was you know things that I hadn't hadn't even thought to talk about and I read it to her and she was just speechless she just sat there and she just looked at me and she's like this is incredible you like how have you got to where you are and I remember thinking, well, I've no, I've no idea. I've literally no idea. But, you know, it's, I'm, you know, I remember saying, like, oh, it's really not that significant. But you know what happens next. So Liz said, right, is there anyone who you think needs to stand up and talk to the audience and, and tell their story? And this wonderful person next to me put her hand up. And a thousand pairs of eyes turned and looked to Liz and then looked to me. And Liz walked across to me and put her hand on my arm and said, the microphone is yours. Now, I had about 10 seconds to decide, probably less than 10 seconds, what I was going to do. But when a best-selling author who you have so much incredible respect for puts a microphone in your hand and says, tell your story, and the person who just shared this with is speechless and, and it's obviously had a profound effect on her. I knew in that second that I didn't have any choice other than to stand up and to say what I needed to say. And I looked to my right and I saw Anna and, and friends are just with the camera. And they, they just looked at me and kind of gave me a thumbs up. And I, I thought they were just going to take a photo. And actually I do still have a photo that they took, which I will treasure forever because it's, it's Liz watching, watching me talk on on microphone and like a thousand pairs of eyes looking at me and there's people like in tears so to I guess cut a long story short I stood up and I read my letter about persistence and my biggest fears out to this audience of a thousand people and I was choked as I was speaking it because there were some really huge fears in there and, and one of them was about my marriage and it was it was stuff I'd not even said out loud. And I remember sitting down and looking to Anna and, and, and realising that she'd filmed it. She was like, she just, her mouth had dropped because I hadn't shared any of this with anybody. Like, this had all been in my head. 
all these decisions that I knew I was going to have to make, all of these things I needed to do, all these situations I needed to walk away from, I had shared this with nobody. And she filmed that moment and I will be able to forever watch it. But she also, you could see the shock in her face that actually somebody that was such a close friend of mine, you know, I just hadn't, I'd kept this all in. So I sat down in my chair, I was crying, a lot of the audience were crying and thank God there was a break after that. And I was over, I I just wanted to run to the bathroom and just not speak to anybody. But instead what happened was I had an actual queue of people come and speak to me, you know, and, and tell me how courageous I was and thank me for my bravery and thank me for my honesty and thank me for my vulnerability. And it continued for days after the event on Instagram and on Facebook people reaching out to me to say, you know, thank you so much for for sharing what you shared. And thanks to you doing this, I'm going to now be brave enough to do this. And thanks to you talking about the really difficult stuff that you've been through, I realized that like, I've got the strength to go ahead and make these decisions I need to make. And I knew from that moment when I sat down and I could see the impact that that had had on the audience, I could no longer live the way I'd been living before. I could no longer live a way that wasn't authentic and wasn't genuine and wasn't 100% truthful to me. I'd been covering up so much of the things that were not right in my life. I'd been walking a path that was that was somebody else's expectations. I'd like created um, an aura for myself, which, you know, was of service to other people, which is what has been so important to me and always has been and always will be. But I'd done it in a way that wasn't true to myself. And I'd done it in a way that I put myself at the bottom of the pile. And what I realized in that moment, in that Liz Gilbert workshop was, I can't live like that anymore. I have to be, I have to, from this moment onwards, I've got some very, very difficult decisions to make, but they are for the benefit of myself. And ultimately, they're for the benefit of the people that I want to serve and the people I want to help. And that was the 20th of May. And eight weeks later, I'd found myself a new place and I'd moved out and I'd walked away from my marriage and I had started to create myself a new life. And that's where we find me today. You know, that's where the story, I guess, begins. It's it's been an incredible roller coaster of the last few months and I'm here today it's the 1st of September it's a year since we got married I'm no longer married I'm starting a podcast and the reason for that is that I feel like I have a story to tell and I feel like there are other stories that I want to gather and amalgamate from friends and from people I've met and from people I will meet from all over the world I want to be that positive news channel I want to talk about real life. I want to be a voice for uh, women who are, for the first time ever, able to have more power than we ever have done in any other generation. I want to be a force for good. And so in the midst of all this, I guess, personal drama and personal chaos that you might see, I also recognise that I have a chance to do something different and to do something positive and beneficial, and that's the choice I'm making. So today has been tough and sharing this has been tough. And if you're still listening, you're still sticking with me. That's pretty incredible. 
but yeah this is the start this is the start of a new era and a new beginnings and hopefully some positive stuff that can in a very small way in a very small part of the universe over here start to change things for the better so I just wanted to leave you with one final thought and this was um, a poem that Liz read to us on um, on this day which was such a significant day for me and it's called Breaking Surface by Mark Nepo. I'll pop the details in the show notes in case you want to look this up but uh, it is really significant and I think it represents exactly what I'm trying to say. Let no one keep you from your journey, no rabbi or priest, no mother who wants you to dig for treasures she misplaced, no father who won't bet one life be enough, no lover who measures their worth by what you might give up, no voice that tells you in the night it can't be done. Let nothing dissuade you from seeing what you see or feeling the winds that make you want to dance alone or go where no one has yet to go. You are the only explorer, your heart the unreadable compass, your soul the shore of a promise too great to be ignored. Thank you for listening, guys. It's been a pleasure to be able to share this with you and I can't wait to see what else we uncover on this journey together as part of the Happiness Incentive podcast. Take care. I'll speak to you next time.